Welcome to a few deep hangout podcast where a guest and I drink multiple styles of beer and talk about this, that, and the other thing. I'm your host, Joe Varga. So come on, let's get a drink. Hey everybody, happy Saturday. Check out a few deep.com for all updated information. You can also donate to the beer fund to keep these lots running, the power flowing and the beer flowing. Also, well, merchandise is on there too, some shirts and whatnot. I didn't get any new ones yet, but hopefully in the new year, I'll have some some uh, new logos and whatnot uh, printed up. They're all busy for the holiday season. So what's up? How's everybody doing? How you guys, uh, how you guys been? Um, yeah, had a pretty decent busy week, I guess. I, uh, we got our tree on Monday. Um, we drove up to Skyline. I don't know if anybody knows where that is. Uh, that's in the area, but you, it's by, you know, you take Page Mill Road and go up into the mountain, basically into the hills. And they got their own lot up there. And then, uh, it's all a bunch of windy roads. You, you know, you drive up there for about 45 minutes, get to the top and you're like, ugh, ugh, I feel sick. From driving those fucking shitty roads. But then you get there, it's super beautiful, it's fun. And you get a saw and you get to chop down your own tree. We've been doing that uh, every year now for about four years, four or five years. So yeah, that was fun. And then got it back, decorated. I've been baking some cookies and all that shit. Um, got a holiday party to go to today, so I'm... Uh, I gotta make some... I made... um. Some peanut butter cookie, peanut butter chocolate chip cookies, also chocolate chip cookies, and I made, uh, I gotta cont- finish making uh, these cauliflower mash pierogies, and I think they're gonna fucking kill. So, I gotta finish that. I already made the filling, so I made the cauliflower mash already yesterday, and it's delicious. So, I just gotta make the dough, and then put it all together. Some caramelized onions, should be rad. Uh, See, so other than that, I didn't do, oh, I did another podcast on Thursday, so that'll be next week, uh, first episode will be airing, which is super fun, and uh, well, the rest of the time, just been trying to get into the season, everybody, uh, you know, listening to some Christmas songs, maybe not, maybe not, even people think that's cheesy, kind of is, but uh, sometimes at the bar, you know, we'll we'll put some Christmas songs on, just to get a little bit of oomph, sometimes I'll put on, like, uh, like a even like a metal Christmas playlist, you know, at Ale. We'll rock out and some people dig it. They're like, what the, who the fuck is this? You know, playing some metal fucking Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and shit. It's pretty bad. Pretty badass. And some punk rock Christmas too. You know, you can't beat some of that shit. Uh, bad Religion has all that whole punk rock album. So, uh, yeah. Other than that, just getting into the holiday spirit. Almost done with my gifts. Uh, pff, I hate shopping. It's like the worst. I bought a few things on Amazon. like to get it shipped. It's a lot better. But then I definitely had to go out to the mall for a hot minute, which was not fun. So I'm almost done, but I need one. I got to get one more gift uh, in particular. But uh, other than that, like most of my shit's solid. Done. I'm good. I'm usually the last minute shopper. You guys last minute shoppers? Because I'm... I'm fucking the last minute. I hate 
shopping and I wait till I used to wait till like the last week or a couple of days before, you know, when all the shit's like sold out. I'm like, fuck, I should have went earlier. That's usually how I roll. Ah, so anyway, um, yeah, this is uh, going to be the second episode with my friend Megan. Um, this one we talked about uh, sort of uh, like abductions and uh, anxiety and uh, mental health, you know, some random stuff. And uh, we tried to get into some some true crime, but it was we didn't really tackle our true crime stuff at all. Which was kind of amazing. So we sat there and talked for a long time, but, you know, just didn't, we, we, we like, didn't even open a page to the true crime. We barely got to it, at, like, at the end of, you know, it was like, throw some last minute shit in there that we were thinking about. Because there's so much to talk about. But, uh, but yeah, we kind of went into, like, mental health and, and uh, anxiety and, and stuff about, like, that of, uh, uh, because of true crime, basically, and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, so I hope you guys enjoy it, and here it is. Yeah, yeah, what's happening, people? Welcome back to the podcast. My guest is still Ms. Megan Graffentine. Hello. We're back with round two. Getting detective in here like an 80s detective. That's why I called this song Axel Foley. Oh, yeah. How's that like? I loved that song. It's it's cool. It has like that weird 80s intro like I'm a detective. It has 80s. an 80s feel and it <clears> also <throat> has a I'm going to solve some crimes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It has that. Um, all right, so just like always, first things first, I'll get the beer. But yeah, um, like I said, um, I was doing, some, uh, some random ass, some random ass research on just statistics. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll give you a little quick backstory for people like me and Megan love true crime and podcast and shows and tv shows and mm-hmm. whether it's fiction or non-fiction i think right oh yeah we, we're we're pretty into uh, deep, it deep into it mm-hmm. uh so i just kind of randomly was like researching of um do you have um, two phones yeah this is my old one okay i need a new one though because all the songs are on here that's why i use oh, it oh okay and then this is my regular phone uh but yeah i gotta get a new i need like an ipad to like make it you all, do need an ipad you know so it's all like perfect i might it, have one soon to give you because i think i'm gonna one. get a new one you get a new one yeah how old is yours yeah i'll tell you uh i i'm an apple whore i, I, I love, love i love, love apple products um no i'm gonna get a new manzana <laughs> manzana <laughs> i'm either gonna get a new well i am gonna get a new phone so i'm gonna get the new 11 pro whatever the fuck uh-huh but i'm also thinking about getting a new ipad Whoa. because look I'm quitting my job. I've quit my job, and my right. last day is fucking tomorrow. Yes. Oh, celebratory so, beers today. That's what we're doing. So so fucking exciting. Um, I cannot fucking wait. Uh, my job is a very, my job has been very very hard. 
Uh, so I'm excited. And very stressful. You're like very a fucking... almost like a doctor because you're always on call. Always on call. Which makes it hard for you to go out and do oh, things totally. without having your mind uh, not Otherwise stray, occupied, right? Occupied by work being totally. like... Totally. In the back of it, it's always, always like, I got something to do. I have to do something. Right. right? Which is a bummer. It's a huge bummer. And it's actually affected my life in, yeah. a, in, in a lot of ways. So I'm grateful to move on. I'm ready for something new. I'm so excited. Yes. Um, I'm excited for you. It's going to be even better hangouts, too, because you just totally. be like, you're just going to be like, off. Like, I can come to the Rose, and I don't have to feel like I have to look at my phone every yeah, 24/7. fucking minute. Yeah. yeah. I'm, um, I'm really pumped. So, yeah, this this uh, first beer we're having is the Faction Hipster Conformant. I don't know if I had this one on before with you or not. I don't think so. Or anybody with the lagers. Well, have you had it at Rose or no? No. Okay. But this is a lager beer, which is, uh, you know, uh, from uh, Faction in Alameda, California, which is a great brewery. Great I brewery. have a lot of their beers on, which I love Faction. Faction's, I love Faction. Their, their brewery their is facility so nice. is super fun. So cool. And yeah, it's got a great vibe. Mm. Um, so yes, 4.8, and it's their hipster lager. So. Sorry, I just took a sip of it. Before, it's okay. Before you cheers me. Don't even worry about it. Cheers. Cheers. Super easy to drink. Well, I like this one because it's got a little bite to it. It's got the crisp. You know, Ooh, I like the fuck, other one. That is delicious. You could, you know what? You know what? Sorry to interrupt you, but okay. I'm, I'm. This would be great with food. Like it's a very great food. Like if you were eating salty stuff, because it has oh, that yeah. that little bite at the end. Definitely. Yeah, this is a great one. It's a great beer. Yeah, like the other ones, like the the Belgian one didn't have much of a bite. It's just very smooth and easy drinking. Mm-hmm. This one has that. The 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 CO two is is there. Yeah. The other one is not that it was flat, but it's. This one is a little bit more prevalent. Well, I'll tell you, I don't particularly like how heavy the Belgian beer felt. Mm-hmm. It's a heavy beer, and I don't like the way those feel like in my gut. It makes me feel like I can't drink a lot of them. Yeah. Um, but this one, this is delicious. This is good. Plus, their their artwork and like their can- their like designs are their so cool. Are fun they're too? so yeah. fun. Yeah, they're fun. There's another beer I had. Can I talk about another beer? Yeah. Besides the ones you're. You can talk about whatever. I wrote it down, I think, because you gave it to me at at um, the Rose, where we met, where it all started. Where it all started. Where it all started. I was, uh, okay, for the listeners, Joe didn't know what ASMR was, and I was teaching him before, like, as I put my headphones on, I could hear myself talking. So, ASMR, I was telling him, like, oh, you know what it is? It's like, you have people... <coughs> Like, there's a woman, Joe doesn't know this, I didn't tell him this part, but there's a woman who eats pickles right in front of a, uh, like oh, right, right. A, microphone yeah, a microphone so that it's super, you get, that. You get the, and you get yeah. the crunch. Which annoys a lot of people, too. It annoys a ton of people, uh-huh. like, but some people fucking love it, right? Yeah. So, I was telling him that you don't talk like a normal person. Am I going to be able to do it? Yeah. You talk like this, like, where you're really quiet, and, like, the spit. And Joe's like, oh, what? what? Like, yeah. he'd never heard of it before. I didn't know. But, it's on YouTube, right? Oh, it's everywhere. It's on podcasts. It's on YouTube. It's on everywhere. Interesting. People love ASMR. Weird. And like people will put their, I'm not going to do this because people might not like it. Because actually people get really peeved about ASMR because it's like super It has to be. Cringy. It's, it's, it's a, what do you call it? A fetish? Oh, totally. <laughs> it's a to- fetish. It's an ear fetish. 
That sounds gross. It sounds like you stick a dick in your ear. It's not an ear. It's basically ear. like that. It's basically exactly like it's that. It's basically exactly like that. <laughs> it's I, exactly like putting a dick in your ear. I don't know if anybody agrees. It's definitely basically something. I'll tell you. <laughs> it's, it's definitely a fetish of some sort. You gave me a Palo Alto brewing beer. That was very easy to drink. And God damn it. I thought I wrote it down. Kolsch or the, uh, nope, the not Crusher? Kolsch. The Crusher? crusher the, the California cr- Crusher? Yes. Yeah. That beer... Stuck. I drank three of those in a matter yeah. of no time at all. Yeah, that because, one's awesome. God, that that's a good. good beer. It's super good. It's a perfect easy drinking lo- lager. Oh God, that, I loved it. That they pretty much replicated at uh, 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 as a PBR basically. Yeah. Which is uh, was is a but it's brewed local basically. So it's it so good. good. Yeah, super good. Very very good. Okay, um, so you're looking at stats. Okay, so anyway, uh, yeah. So back, I was looking at stats of abductions for California in 2018 because that's the annual report that comes on this government page mm. which for uh for adult males abducted in 2018 total for the year was and this is not totally abducted this is this okay i'll go through the categories it's lost oh uh a catastrophe mm. stranger abduction Suspicious circumstances, mm-hmm. unknown circumstances, and volunteer missing, voluntary, voluntarily missing, mm. and dependent adult, which dependent adult is like uh, someone who might be uh, who has a, a mentally a, challenged, yeah, a mental, a mental yep. problem. Yep, yep. Uh, voluntarily missing is somebody who just walked off on their own, who was like, "No, nah, I'm out of here. See ya." And That's a just, category of people that they report on. Uh huh. Interesting. Just, just out people who are just like, I haven't seen that guy. He said he was going to leave, and he just left. He's gone. Fuck. Okay. And never. And he was. Re- this is so interesting. And they reported missing. Yeah, I thought it was super cool. I was like, what? super cool. Random, random stuff that was going on. So, mm. uh, so the whole. I'll tell you the whole total of males, adult males that have gone missing. All categories. All categories included were in 2018. Uh huh. Were twenty five thousand six hundred eighty two. That's way in more. the state of California. That's way more than I thought it would be. But it's a big state. It's a huge fucking Because you got LA, you got San Francisco, you, you got, got San, San Diego, Diego, you got so, Northern California. Northern California, you got Humboldt. And Humboldt, have you ever seen that, that oh, documentary? Oh, I did. I did see that documentary. That was a great documentary. It was very, very well done. Very beautifully shot. But how can you yeah. not be beautifully shot in Humboldt, California? Right. Like fucking Northern California. Beautiful spot. Disgustingly yeah. pretty. But that's a much higher number than I thought it was going to be. I can't and wait for you to tell me the women number, though. The women number... Is Ooh. actually less. What the fuck? The female number is less in 2018 of all the categories, which is only 17,439. So more men have gone missing, but here's is the kicker. Voluntary? Okay. The voluntary, the voluntary missing, which like I said, is any missing, any missing adult who has left on his or her own free will. They just left. Uh, there, was thirty seven thousand one hundred ninety men uh, overall, overall men and women. So basically, each one half left on their own free will. Like you know, uh, teen uh, young adults, young adults, or whoever. It was just like walked off the grid and was like, nah, "Well, fuck you know this. how every crime and their story. parent, con- you know, calls." Yeah. Well, you know how like, <clears throat> sorry, you know how like. You know, every murder or every sort of, you know, true crime story starts with the same thing. Right. Where it's like, did she leave her family? Did she just up and leave and decide not to be a mom anymore? 
And I wonder yeah. what the statistics are on women, particularly women who perhaps have children have decided to up and leave. But here's the thing. I look, I would never up and leave my life. Um, but I got to tell you, like, I bet there are people that would. And I, I bet there are reasons why that go beyond drug addiction. And drug addiction probably is one of the main ones. Like, they, I mean, what do you think? Oh, definitely. I think drugs are a big uh, involvement in mm-hmm. missing people, uh, homeless, you know. Uh, and that, yeah, that, that one was a, is a big statistic. And, uh, and you got to think of the big major cities, like you said, San Francisco, mm-hmm. LA, just those two in general. Mm-hmm. And being north and south, like, there's a lot of homeless mm-hmm. and a lot of junkies yeah. in both of those cities. And a lot of mentally ill people and a lot of that mentally fall Ill. Into, yes. that, into the category of homeless people because the country does fucking almost nothing to support people who are beyond... Uh, men- mentally challenged. Yes. And it's a hard... It's a very hard... Uh, it's it's such a... It's such a difficult situation, really, with, with people. And being mentally... Ch- and the, the, just the mental... Um, the lack, I should say, the lack of mental, uh, uh, health and the help for mental health mm-hmm. is, you know, out the window. It's well, like it's abysmal, especially yeah. because, like, okay, speaking of many people that I, that I know personally. Well, first of all, personally, I have an anxiety problem that Me stretches, too. stretches enough where, um, I have not gone to a doctor quite yet for it. I should. I definitely should. I've had panic attacks. Like, I've had a lot of panic attacks for yeah, sure. And you had mentioned that earlier, right? I was like, I should probably go to the doctor. But I'm like, but I'm, we're always the same kind of. We can self medicate ourselves and figure it out. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, we're probably always looking online, being like, mm-hmm. how can I manage this? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, one of the things, like speaking of that, like one of the things I realized was I needed to leave the job that I was in mm-hmm. because my mental health was suffering that's in a, a big str- way. That's a stressor. But, like, the fact that I don't know a single person, genuinely, that doesn't have some sort of mental block or mental... Tick or... Or a tick or something, a, or something that hangs them up. Everyone should... Uh, first of all, but everyone makes, should go to therapy. It's incredibly helpful. Yeah, I was just listening to something uh, today that was, like, one of those same thing. was, like, everybody... It would be a better world if we could all have a thing that we just go to therapy and talk. Of course. Yeah. Because your friends and your family are biased. Yeah. They want to believe in you. Yeah. And not that a therapist doesn't. They do as well. But they want they want what's best for you. And they're seeing it from a lens of it's your parent. So they're seeing you as like a four-year-old. And they're like, you're fine. You know, they're, they have this like idealized view of you because they've known you their whole lives. Right, or right. Or they've known you for so many years. Yeah. It's not the same as someone who can objectively look at you and say, you have a you disorder. You have a problem with yeah. this thing. Like, yeah. And I, I think deep down inside too, we we probably all know what our problems are, but sometimes I don't think we do. At the same no, time. I, I think that there are some people who are self aware enough to know what they struggle with mm-hmm. and to admit it. Like for example, um, like I have told John um, that I struggle with anxiety, and it's to a point where like. But what? what so we're going to narrow it down though. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of different types of anxiety too. Mm-hmm. There's. Uh, mm-hmm. um, and th- there's uh, people who can naturally, like me, I can go on stage and play the guitar mm-hmm. in front of however many people mm-hmm. and sing and not give a shit. Mm-hmm. I could talk probably to a group of people mm-hmm. and not feel that anxiety. Sure. When I'm home by myself, mm-hmm. I get really freaked out. Sure. 
Yeah. It's a different type of anxiety. Totally. Well, you're speaking kind of of like social anxiety versus um, internal anxiety or or what a lot of people, well, like there's a, such a term as generalized anxiety disorder. Uh So it's very, it's a generalized, but Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, like one of the things I had to realize is like the term intrusive thoughts. Yes. Okay. That's definitely a thing. It's a thing that you can't control. Like people think that this doesn't make sense. Like there are some people who don't understand what this means, but as someone with anxiety, and you probably know what this means. Intrusive uh-huh. thoughts. You're yep. sitting there at home by yourself. And then all of a sudden you're like, this thing is now stuck on my mind. Yep. And I can't fucking let it go. I can't let it go. I can't let it and go. And then you start like getting weird and, and panics and about it. So you get sweaty and you get uh, lightheaded. And you're like, yeah. now you're like, is something physically wrong with me? And yeah. you kind of go into this dark black yeah. rabbit hole of thoughts. Yeah. And the whole, it starts with the thought. It starts with negative thought. Yep. It does. And it, what I told, so I came to my, like, my boyfriend, John. I said to John, I'm like, I suffer with it. My grandparents were dying, and this is like a year and a half ago now. Two years ago almost, I guess. They were dying, and death all of a sudden became such a huge fear for me. Yes. I could not fucking yeah. let it go. Yeah. I was so scared of death that I thought about every possibility of how I could die, how John could die, and it kept me up at night. And when I talked to a friend, a close friend of mine, and I told her about this. She's like, that's not normal. That's not normal. And normal's not a great word to use, but rather it's Although not- she was being probably biased because yeah. she is experiencing a completely different take mm-hmm. than somebody who had somebody like that mm-hmm. pass, right? So it, sure. So yeah. maybe she didn't go through the same experience. Mm-hmm. And I think what you experienced- and what I experience, because I mm-hmm. experience the same exact thing. Mm-hmm. I think about death all the time. Yeah. All the time. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and maybe it's because <laughs> I'm such an asshole of listening to murder and I'm so obsessed with it. Maybe mm-hmm. that's whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But, you know, my mom has passed. My mm-hmm. A lot of my best friends have passed. Like, you know, a lot of a lot of people. But it when you have that thought, that intrusive thought of all these spiraling ways to die and to think and you just get freaked out and you just uh, uh, it's such an overwhelming feeling Mm -hmm. and it's hard to describe when when, when you have a panic attack you're just like i'm dying right now Mm -hmm. kind of a thing right yeah Yeah. i think yeah exactly that's what it feels like and you don't know what to do you're like uh my 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 head just went spinning 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 as fast as it could i'm having too many racing thoughts that are going through the 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 system that Mm -hmm. are like i'm like i gotta slow down i'm like Mm -hmm. first of all recognize that you're having a panic attack is the first mm-hmm. thing being like you're having a panic attack and then just go knock it off and i go okay mm-hmm. good deal sometimes it doesn't work sometimes it doesn't work yeah and i think you know when my friend said <clears throat> like that's not normal uh, to be fair she followed up with the next thing which was your the thoughts that you're having and that you're spinning yourself out is a sign is the way that your brain works and you need to figure out how to make you know how to help yourself get out of those spins because i'll sit there and like you said how can i die how are all the ways to die i'm yeah. a worst case scenario thinker in everything in my life me too 100 percent of the time 100 percent. that's why i plan so well when i travel yeah because i need to know i'm not gonna get stabbed to death i'm, I'm not gonna this. get stabbed to death. i'm not food gonna poisoning exactly. you know whatever, whatever like i'm looking up the restaurants i'm going to i'm because i don't and i can go with the flow to a certain extent when i feel comfortable yeah and that's perfectly normal but i also 
I'm a worst case scenario thinker and it, no no other time did that come out when then than when John and I moved to California where <clears throat> every single step of how we got here had to be fucking meticulously planned out because I was like I don't want to lose my couch. Yeah. I became super stupidly attached to this couch. It was the first big thing I spent money on. Fucking love it. Yeah, and, it makes sense. But the thing is is like Yes, it makes sense. But you're like, it's just a couch. It's just a couch. And I know that. So like the weird attachment that I had to it and the how, but I think it was just, and again, this is what I mean by- There's a sentimental value. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and that's perfectly normal, in my opinion, Mm -hmm. to have an attachment to something sentimental, even if it's uh, an inanimate object, like a a, a couch or a table. Sure. Whatever it is. Yeah. I have tons of that shit here. Totally. I mean, this room alone. In this room alone is all my physical, Mm -hmm. valuable, sentimental attachments to bullshit Mm -hmm. that if it all burnt up, I'd be upset, but I'd be like, they're just things. They're just things. And yeah, you would get get over it. But like what I mean is like, as I'm saying these things, I acknowledge that I'm self-aware enough to know Mm -hmm. that when I spin out or when they're thoughts. So like I was saying, when I told John that I had anxiety... And like things don't com- compute in my head sometimes in a rational way. I'm like, this is going to happen if I do this. Yeah. That's not that's not normal to to me for me. Like, nor yeah. there are times when I can breeze through anything and not be afraid or worried. Just taking a deep breath. Um, Absolutely. But yeah, then no, there are sure. but then there are times when I'm like, ah, da, ah, you know. But John, so I was quitting my job and finding a new job, and that's a stressful process um finding a new job takes a lot of energy it takes a lot of effort and there was one night where i couldn't sleep because i was just like spinning out about all the possibilities and john said to me he's like he now acknowledges my anxiety as my thoughts as almost happening to me instead of me which has helped me a lot to say you need to let the thoughts that you're having go yeah not you need to calm down which no no, no. no one likes hearing no 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 but yeah. like he's like, you need to let the thoughts that you're having go. Let the thoughts go. And yeah. that is number one, great partner. That's a great partner. Yeah. Great that's partner. Very good insight on what's happening to you. Being like yes. let those things go. You don't need to be thinking about that. It's yeah. Fine. And part of that was me coming to him so many times and saying, I'm having really bad anxiety today. Like it's happening to me, not it is me. No, no, it's happening you know to what me I mean? right now. Yeah, it's one of Right. Those. Because I have a friend who has a generalized anxiety disorder. And they go to therapy and they've talked to me a lot about this and they've shown me ways like they they sent me and I'm not saying he or she because I don't want to give, you yeah, know, whatever. I get it. But like they sent me a workbook page that their therapist had given them. And it's the progressive thought of if this happens, then oh shit, that's going to happen. And then this is going to happen. Like, let's say your coworker says, hey, Megan. Instead of, good morning, Megan, so nice to see you. And they're like, well, they said, hey, Megan, why is that? Is it because right, they don't right. like me? Did it, are they mad that I sent that email? Or are they? Yeah, so and, you're, you're going down these, this trickle of, of thoughts and it sort of, uh, they're sub pages, right? So they sort mm-hmm. of uh, keep dividing mm-hmm. into, into worse and worse and worse things. Yeah. No, I feel the same. Yeah. yeah and that, that, same, that workbook thing. and his therapy, oh, there you go. I said his, but his it's therapy okay. has helped him in this way where like you can look at something and go, well, those are all my thoughts. I came to that conclusion on my own by a five-step process of bing, 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 like if this, yeah. then this, and then probably this, and they're probably mad at me about this. Right, right. And instead being like, I have no evidence 
to substantiate any of this shit. Yeah. And that is self-awareness. Absolutely. Right? It's possible to have mental blocks, disorders, what have you, and be self-aware. It's also possible, like your statistics, to have mental illnesses where you are not self-aware, like schizophrenia. Absolutely. Right? So that's when I'm thinking of those folks who might have suffered from mental illness or are homeless because of a mental illness. That's a different level. That's like a a chemical imbalance that's like... Where they can't uh, get a hold of it, basically. Correct. Exactly. They can't help themselves. They can't help themselves. And it's a lot, too, with, uh, let's just say, like, you you lived with a family member who was old, right? And Mm -hmm. your mom was 80 or something. And then you're 30 or 40. And then she passes away and all that financial stuff that he didn't have to do with because he's not... Uh, financially or anything stable to hold the job or do this. So your mom's basically taking care of you your whole life. Mm-hmm. Now this person has become homeless. <clears throat> they have to live on the street mm-hmm. with nobody, no family members, no nothing. They just get to sit there and push a cart or go around and sort of try to survive off of the plane, right? And being like, mm-hmm. you know, where do I, I'm going to go here for coffee or, or you know, or I'm going to sit, you know, look for d- dumpster diving and things like that sure. just to survive. Yeah, because they don't know any better anymore. Like their parents have taken care of themselves the whole life, so the mental uh, it, it, it sort of escalates, you know, and it's sure. just like uh, I think it's a whole different level. It is but, a whole different level, but and- uh, but we all, like you said, have um some sort of imbalance, mm-hmm. which is. Well, because think about how fucking complicated the brain is. It is, and it's so like uh, neurologists I, still don't have that thing fucking figured out. Well, nobody has anything figured mm. out. That's true, the thing. True. The thing about any here's my thoughts on people. Nobody understands exactly how we're living. We just live. Mm-hmm. You've only you're you're sort of just grasping at straws, or you're you're sort of just taking things from other people who have lived before, mm-hmm. and you know whether it be. That person lived to be a hundred. You're like, what did you do different? And you're like, I drank a pint of beer every day. Or know? that woman is like, I drank Pepsi every day. Right. And yeah. You're like, mm-hmm. that's not a good thing, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. it does. To me, all that statistical bullshit is bullshit. Mm-hmm. It's just you're not drinking a coke. You're not drinking a beer. What's the key to life? Key to life is probably moderation. Mm-hmm. Doing everything mm-hmm. in moderation, not mm-hmm. overdoing something. Not totally. Overly drinking, not overly doing drugs. Doing drugs. Not overly exercise, like not overly, not overly thinking, e- not overly doing mm-hmm, anything. So, mm-hmm. the, and that the th- overthinking and the thoughts and the way we say with the anxiety is a stressor mm-hmm. that puts stress on your heart and mm-hmm. everything because mm-hmm. you're constantly worrying. Your mm-hmm. brain, everything has a fucking, you know, a a, a, a reason to shut down. Like mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Well, like, and stress is something that is really interesting because it raises certain hormones in your system. Mm. Like cortisol is a is a hormone that raises in your system when your body experiences physical stress or like, for example, I've been really reading about working out and exercise and steady state cardio versus um, like low intensity uh, steady state cardio versus a sustained medium intensity or a high intensity steady state cardio. What's what's considered uh, the the medium? The medium. Okay, so if you're if you're going on a jog Uh or you're going on a run. That's your medium to high intensity steady state. That's a medium intensity steady state. You are keeping your heart rate elevated. People do this because they want to burn fat. Uh-huh. People use cardio machines because they want to burn fat. Yeah. Um, but the thing with that is 
when you do that, and particularly for women, because that's what I'm looking at and reading about. It's okay, because you're a woman. Because I'm a woman. Um, but it increases cortisol stress hormone because your body's operating at this high level of keeping your heart rate elevated for that long. And so your body starts to compensate by cre- like increasing this hormone. It's why a lot of women don't lose belly fat, apparently. Like I've read oh. all these studies, th- these people who have posted YouTube videos or these articles about yeah, like women don't lose belly fat because they keep doing steady state, like this medium to high intensity steady state cardio, like your elliptical machines, your, right. your um, treadmill. And instead, people recommend, and again, I'm not an expert on this at all, no, but, you, but I've been reading you've about been reading it. reading about it, yeah, for sure. But like instead, what people recommend and what I personally enjoy for my own workouts is doing a high-intensity interval where you're doing high-intensity interval training. It's a, imagine doing three sets of uh, jump squats. You're doing it for 20 seconds on, 10 seconds off. You go boom, uh-huh. rest, yep. boom, rest, boom. Yeah. By doing that, you're increasing your heart rate at an elevated level for like a, because jumping jump squats take a lot of energy. Burpees, oh, burpees you get, you take get a lot of energy. Fast, yeah. You get a really high heart rate and then you bring it down. Yeah. Number one, you burn fat all day long when you do that. Your heart be, going through the the motions, the up, intervals, up, ups and down. Yeah. Yes, um, it helps you burn fat more effectively, but it also doesn't increase that cortisol like stress hormone as high as if you're keeping a medium to high intensity steady state. Oh. So people recommend. Actually, what people recommend more often than not is a low-intensity steady state. So that means walking and um, or whatever that would be for you. Could be an elliptical for some people, depending on I their physical the, so ability. I do, I do the treadmill and Laura does the elliptical. Yeah, uh, it could my be. My treadmill, I do like 500 calories. So I run mm-hmm. for, I run, but I, I, so I run for 30 minutes, basically 36 minutes, mm-hmm. but I walk three of those minutes mm-hmm. so i do like 10 minutes mm-hmm. i walk a minute another 10 minutes no that's intervals and that's smart so i go up i go down yeah i make sure my heart rate goes up and then it goes down it, it has to because that's but the it has best to stay. way it maintains like a nice 10 minute like mm-hmm. probably at like 160 170 sure. yeah and then it's back down to about 130 mm-hmm. 115 then mm-hmm. i'm like back up again mm-hmm. back down so yeah i do intervals of of yeah. those no that's really smart and i think it's just interesting because personally, the way that I like to work out is to do high intensity interval training. That's cool. Yeah, no, I like I it. I really love it. I yeah. love doing jump squats, burpees. Yeah, those it's are fucking fun. hard. It's definitely hard. And it's, it, it's, uh, it hurts. Yeah. But it feels so much better to me than sustained running. Especially when you're done, right? You feel that. Oh like, my God. It feels totally different than when you're done with. I personally don't like running very much, but I have. Takes shit out, you know, you're fucking well, like hard to breathe. It's hard to breathe. Personally, I just don't like it that much. But. It's it's interesting because a lot of these strength training programs, because lifting weights has become like I want to get really into that. I hurt my back. Right. Yeah. I really, remember, really, I remember. really, you really. You did the bad. deadlifts. You did. You I did a it deadlift up. and I fucked my back. Um. So I I'm scared to get back into it because this trainer was talking. I was watching his YouTube video and he goes, "It's interesting because when you injure yourself, what happens is you're not only putting a there's not only a physical barrier and a physical limitation." You're also mentally limiting yourself. Yes. Your body's That's doing the hardest it thing. unconsciously, mentally. You're saying the right side of my lower back is fucked. So I can't put my leg like this. By doing that, you're overcompensating with your le- other leg and then you're creating a problem. Yeah. So I want to get a trainer, to be honest. I want to get a personal trainer and I want to try like really learning with somebody on how to do things. Yeah. Because um, lifting weights is awesome. 
And every weightlifting program I've looked at is like, do low intensity steady state, like walk, like for 30 minutes, just get, just walk and then do strength training. Because the truth is the more muscle you have on your body, the more calories you burn and the more fat you're burning, period. Because your body sitting with more muscle burns more calories. than Obviously of of, of your, your fat inside just being sitting there like job of the hut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Exactly. I find, I find it fucking fascinating though, that people have studied this and like all the different like thoughts on it because some people are like oh cardio's king and i and then there are people who weightlift who are like absolutely not like don't do cardio well those are people are all biased too right well so, and it's the extremes so, that no one really likes well, i mean it's definitely extreme but they're biased because they're doing something for a reason yeah right you have to have a specific goal mm-hmm. what do you want to do uh i don't know i just want to be healthy mm-hmm. okay then just do exercise yeah. It doesn't have to matter. It you doesn't. Know? Yeah. Right, you want to have totally. a smaller ass? Okay. Do this. Mm-hmm. You want to have a tighter ass? Do this. You want to lose belly fat? Do this. You want to have fucking uh, biceps this size? Mm-hmm. Constantly eating meat? Constantly fucking just doing reps? Mm-hmm. Or you want to you want to run a 5K? You should be running. You, you should, should be, be on a treadmill. Right. And you should be doing that. Yeah. So so, my, the, so everybody's biased, right? So everyone's biased. So everybody goes, but everyone has different goals. That's what I'm saying. Everybody yeah. has a goal, and they want to reach that goal, and they need to strive for that goal. Mm-hmm. So whatever your goal is, it's going to be different than any of those goals. Totally. So you got to yeah. kind of under and what works for you and what you like. Mm-hmm. I have a specific workout that, like, you know, I didn't take any training. I didn't do nothing, right? Mm-hmm. So I just do whatever I think that I need to work on, mm-hmm. and w- what makes me uh, want to look better. You know, I don't. I don't want to be. Oh, buff. totally. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to be buff, mm-hmm. and I don't. And I don't. And I don't want to be fat either. I just want to be. I just want. I think you look buff. I, I, well, I, I hope not. As like. Well, your I, arms. I, your arms do. Well, I want to look fit. You do look fit. You do look fit. I, I don't want to be like, where like, because I, you know, there's some dudes at the gym are just fucking jacked. Nobody. Right. Yeah. But nobody, nobody likes. But I'm just saying, like these guys are like. Yeah. Their guns are like. I mean, I got small arms. I'm not a very big person. So it's like, mm. you know what I'm saying? But like, if I, I'm like a, I like to think of myself, even though I don't look like this at all. It's just like an Edward Norton type or Brad Pitt and, and, uh, what in fucking fight, fight club? club? Yeah. Sort of like, those are the ones I want to look like where like, or like Brad Pitt and Snatch where he's just like, sure. Okay. Cut. That's, yeah. Yeah. He's not buff. He's just fucking cut as shit. And he just looks so fucking good. But don't you think they look a little thin though? I think they look a little thin. Although I, I will know. say, I'm not sure. One of the most arousing scenes in a movie ever yeah. for me, ever. Yeah. Was when Brad Pitt opens the door in Fight Club and has a glove on and plays yes. with his plays with his belly button. Well, because you can see like oh, the um so hot. the V. Oh yeah. Of the legs yeah, yeah. where it starts coming to the pelvic region, yes. right? And, yes. just and got who the doesn't like that, dude? Anybody looks fucking cut, right? He just looks like he does look cut, with, but he's probably eating on a huge calorie deficit. To oh, have for that. sure, yeah. But like, I'm, but but like that's what I would like to aspire to be, like oh sure, you know, sort of on that like body type. Yeah, I guess not that I'm ever going to be probably, but like mm-hmm. where I, I'm not a big giant muscle guy, but I'm just if I take my shirt off, I'm not upset about it, you know, where I'm like. I'm cut. You know what? That's but, And that's know. it. That's fucking it for me, too. Right, like, yeah. when I get in a swimsuit, I don't want to be upset about it. Exactly. That's it. That's all we're looking that's for. That's fucking it. Yeah. I just, I don't need to have a six-pack. I don't need to have a perfect ass. I think my ass is perfect without any tone to it. I think my tits are perfect without any working out. It's just that I want to feel like, you know. Things just, are tighter or yeah. have a you little seen bit the more SNL de- skit? definition. <laughs> yeah, where they're like. 
the guy comes in. I can't remember which actor it is, but he's like, oh, um, he's like, we, we need you to just, we need you to just like, bit, Ti- oh, just, tighten. just tighten. And he goes, oh, oh, so, so you oh, want no. me to lose weight? No, that no, was, no, no, that was, not- um, uh, that was, uh, hold on. That was, uh, knocked up. Oh, was it knocked up? Knocked up. Oh, I thought it was an SNL skit. Oh, no, okay. it was knocked up because, okay. because, uh, oh, that's right. Yeah. She, when she's pregnant. Oh, uh, yeah. And, but then they're like, she's like, yeah, she's like, there, there are SNL people in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forget what the, the lady's name is. Catherine Heigl. No, no, the other oh. one that's from SNL. But she's in everything. Amy Poehler, she, Tina Fey. Nope. She's um, she's in uh, MacGruber. And she's in uh, fucking... Fuck. I don't is know. she currently on SNL or was on SNL? No, I think she was. I, I don't know. I don't watch SNL that much anymore. Okay. Uh, but she could have been... She could be currently... I don't know. But it was on Knocked Up where she was like, we don't need you to lose weight. We just need you to tighten it up. Just like, and just, she makes this like yeah, motion with like, her hand. She's just like, we just need you to, just, just, to, just to give a little, mm. and he's like, yeah, we're not saying, you know. We can't just, legally say we that we want you to lose weight. But we're just saying. We're just saying, just like, mm. tighten. Yeah. Just keep it tight. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, and I, you know, that's what I want. Like, exactly. I just want to feel like when I get in a swimsuit, I'm like, I'm like, this is, I feel good about this. When I was in Mexico. I was suffering with a sinus infection, which, by the way, when you're infected and, like, your body's fighting stuff, you lose weight from that. And I had been working out consistently. And I put on a bathing suit, and I was like, look at me. There you go. So now I want to get back to that point without having a sinus infection. Um, I feel that. You know what I mean? (laughs) I just don't want to be sick. I don't want to be ill. And I want to be... You want to look... Basically, you're going to say, I want to look good. I want to feel good. I want to look good. I want to feel good. So my... This is... Not to take like a dark turn, but my mom had a very small heart thing this past Sunday. And it was very, very, very scary. Uh, It's my first time with one of my parents having a thing where I live away from home. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. this really sucks. Um, Are your parents older? No, my mom's very young. She's 54. She's not old at all. She's not old at all. No, not old at all. Yeah. And, you know, the doctor recommended that she, you know, implement cardio and stuff. And I was like, you know what? Because I adopt, I personally had not been working out for a little while. Work's been fucking crazy. Understood. I mm-hmm. haven't had the fucking time or the rather the mental or physical capacity to do it. Yeah. And now um, I realize this is a fucking priority. You have to keep yourself physically able and well in order to live a long time and to live healthily. You got you you to maintain yourself. You it took to. a whole different turn for me. Working out took a whole different mindset. I know this is so stupid. Well, you're older now. You're getting older. I'm getting now older. Now you're realizing I am. It. And I think when you're, because you're in your early 30s, right? 32, yep. Yeah, so you're, mm-hmm. you're. Uh, it's super early on. Like, I'm in my late 30s. I'm getting out of my 30s into my 40s. And, but when you're, you know, when you're in your 20s, you're like, who gives a fuck? Like, who gives a fuck? Yeah. I'm immortal. Like, nothing bad's going to happen nothing to matters. me. Nothing 30 you start thinking about shit you're like okay i didn't die at 30 so i guess i have to live till 40 maybe mm-hmm. who knows we'll see but you're like sort of like 30 is weird 30 is like the weirdest age for me was like the decade was like a mixture between learning how to f- forget that you don't have to party all the time <laughs> to i have to start i was always responsible but I have to start thinking more about myself and health-wise, right? Uh, taking care of myself. Not just, you know, mm-hmm. and that really included what we were talking about, like eating right, mm-hmm. exercising. And I sort of developed that in my 30s mm-hmm. as it goes on, you know. And I 
Well, you are you are a very healthy person. Like, sort of. I mean, well, you balk at the fact of eating fast food, which you should. It's terrible. Yeah, for I don't you. eat any of that shit. No, but it's it's a mental game. It's a mental game. It's so the moment I said, the moment I think in my thoughts something is garbage, mm-hmm. I won't deal with it. Mm-hmm. I won't do it. I just people are like, oh, it's just this one time. Let's go to you know you know like me and Laura went to Taco Bell like. A couple of months ago, and I just got the nachos. Wow. Like, how did you just get nachos? I don't know. At Taco I don't know. We were like starving. We were fucking wasted. But do you feel like you're always that kind of person that has extreme thinking one way or the other? Like, yeah. something's black or it's white? Exactly. But yeah. my, th- my, my thought process is first of all, mm. that, like I said, if it's garbage, it's garbage. And I don't want to ha- have anything to do with it. Mm-hmm. It's like, and my thought first goes, and it, always has since my early 30s that it's not nutritious what what am i even doing this for like Mm -hmm. why would i eat that so do you get pleasure from eating no i actually have an anxiety of eating okay i was just about to say that this sounds anxiety of eating this sounds interesting because there are people who take pleasure i'm a person who takes great pleasure in eating something i find delicious it doesn't have to have nutritional value for me. Uh-huh. It's also something that as I get older, I realize, oh, I can't eat an entire box of pasta and be okay. Yeah. Turns out, A, doesn't feel good. B. <laughs> so that's what's starting to happen now, basically. Yeah. It's like yeah. when I eat a certain amount of something, which I've always known portion control. Yeah. But when I eat something, it doesn't feel good. Mm-hmm. If I can eat a meal mm-hmm. as long as it's proportioned right and... In my mind, it looks right. Mm-hmm. If it's just like a straight up, like the other day I went to lunch with Laura, Laura and I had a, a steak She's sandwich. Philly cheesesteak thing. I yeah. saw those on yeah, Instagram. Yeah, f- delicious as fuck. Looks great. After that, I was like the worst, not the worst, but a pretty good anxiety of, of going, do I want to throw up? I just want to get it out of my system now. Mm-hmm. Like I, I was like, I, I don't want this in me. Mm-hmm. It was just kind of weird. Have you always had anxiety about eating? Not really. I didn't like to eat certain things, but that's about it as far as it went to. But now you have anxiety. But, is but, it about gaining weight or is it no, about? No, no. It's just about feeling like garbage. Mm-hmm. It's feeling bad. So as soon as I'm like, you know, you feel like bloated and just like, ugh. Mm-hmm. I get anxiety from that where I'm like, start sweating and I'm like, this just doesn't feel good. It's not digesting fast enough for me. It's just like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It just sort of sits Have you there. had like severe digestive issues in your life or like digestive things that have happened to you that have... Not really. No. I mean, I don't know. It's just, I don't know. There doesn't need to be a reason or a cause for it. I'm just curious. I think the moment my anxiety opened up is when I took mushrooms, and that fucks your stomach up, so maybe. Well, I think a lot of people had their anxiety open up when they took mushrooms. Yeah. I (laughs) I think that's actually a very common, like, hallucinogenics make your brain go, oh, that's something to worry about. Yep. Mm -hmm. You're going to die. Yeah. And that was my, uh, other than that, I never cared about dying. Yeah. Even when my mom passed away, Mm -hmm. I was like. I rationalized and sort of knew why things happened. I knew her lifestyle and I knew what happened. And, you know, I wish everything could have been better on that aspect. But it wasn't until, you know, I had to be sort of in a state where I felt vulnerable. And when, you know, taking mushrooms, being like, oh, I guess I can die. I'm not. I'm, I'm not. Not just immortal. can, but will. Yeah, not. Yeah, not just can, but am going to. Yeah, and, and it just sort of like sticks in there like a fucking sticky ball, just in your brain. It's like boop. Okay, now it's just there. Mm-hmm. Now you know this, and every time you just look to the left, you go death. Mm-hmm. 
death, mm-hmm. you know? You're just sort of looking off to the corner like, mm-hmm. it's right there. I could see him. Yeah. And it's like, I get it. But it's it's weird. I don't know. It's so, but for eating, it's like, as soon as I feel shitty, I'm like, nope, I'm not happy anymore. I'm like. Mm, interesting. Yeah. And I get super anxious of just mm. feeling shitty. Okay. Other Do you get times, super like, anxious when you get sick? Nope. Okay. Not like a cold or I'm like, or, yeah, yeah. you know when you get a nice cold and you're like. A nice I cold. Fe- yeah, like when you feel good, but you feel shitty. Mm-hmm. When all you want to do is drink orange juice and eat soup and then just lay in bed. Sounds great, yeah. Yeah. Doesn't it? Mm-hmm. That's where you want to be like, I fucking love this. I feel good to be feel sick, right? I feel sure. sick. But I don't, you know, it's like a different sick. Yeah, there's a different sick. It's not like, um. so I it's have. It's like a fever, right? Your fever, I'm like, I'm having oh. a fever, but I'm not anxious about it. I'm mm-hmm. having a fever. Okay, when I have a fever, I'm, look, I think being sick puts me into a very, a lot of my, do you want to announce the beer that we're drinking? Sure, let me do it real fast if you want, that's okay. Uh, So our last beer we're having today on this podcast is the Samuel Smith's uh, from the UK, Sam Smith's Organic Chocolate Stout, which is 5%, so it's very light. Not very, but it's... uh, Oh, it's USDA organic. It's organic, yeah. Oh, Very wow. organic. Oh wow! Look at that! Look at that little label. Yeah. Very classy. Yeah. Five percent. UK Sam Smiths. They have a pale ale too. It's pretty good. I have had the Sam Smith pale ale. Yeah. Sam Smith is a. a it's brand like one of the first before. certified organic yeah. things. I was, I was like, fuck yeah. Go cheers. It. Cheers. You don't have to do that. I mean, well, I, I want I to know, now. I don't even know why I do it. I was going to ask you. Because I saw other people doing it, I'm like, and we had a whole rational thought on this. Which, so there are... Because there's actually only one way to cheers, really. What is it? Do you know what, Do you know why people cheers? No. No, I don't. So basically, it's to know that I didn't poison you and you didn't poison me. So my, oh. be- my beer is supposed to spill into your beer. Your beer is supposed to spill into mine. So if oh, yours is... fuck, no So way. that's why people cheers... So we know that we're not going to kill that. each other. That uh-huh. was a big thing back in the day, but that's why people cheers. But now everybody does a weird thing where like in Texas, the same thing was like I was talking to somebody, uh, uh, whatever, at Texas. And he was like, yeah, we all put the thing on the, you know, we, we cheers mm-hmm. and then we tap the bottom of the table and then we drink. It's like, mm-hmm. that's just like a one, two step thing. It's just like, yeah, people do that. But I thought you only tapped the bottom when you were drinking a shot. When you're going to shoot yeah, it. Yeah, basically. So cheers. This kind of felt like a boom, shot. Yeah. And then, and then, boom, then, and then drink, shoot yeah. it. But I've also, my thing that I thought was a thing people did, and then I got over it because no one seemed to do it anymore, or I saw no one doing it, is that you cheers and you have to make eye contact while you drink it. Oh, uh, that too. But as long as, I feel like that's bullshit too. It's like, as long as you're drinking. Everything's bullshit except for this. And this is the one yes. hard and fast rule that I believe in. You do not cheers water. No. Ever. People cannot cheers water. You do not yeah. cheers water. Yes. Put Throw your glass down. There. If you're pregnant, you don't drink. You're not drinking that day. You're not a part of the cheers. You can't be. Can't be. Not allowed. Can't be. No. Not allowed. Not allowed. Drives me nuts when people cheers water. It's yes. Like, no, you're not so allowed. It's so stupid. I'd never do it. People are trying to cheers me. I'm like, nah, I'm drinking water, dude. They're yeah, like, yeah, but I'm like, no, it doesn't matter if you have a glass. I almost want to yell at everybody and be like, put it down. Yeah. You can't do it. We know your water's not poison. Fuck off. That's my yeah, thought. Yeah, there you go. That's my, that's my thought. Yeah, hey. Unless you're in Flint, Michigan, and then the water is terrible, well, and you shouldn't be drinking it. So different fucking thing altogether. Thing. All right, let's talk about these stats some more. All right. So anyway, I've got some kid stats now. 
Oh no. I know. Okay. This is so basically. Can I have a chip if I lean way far back? Do what you want. Okay, listeners. Like. If there's a crunch, you me. might want to get a bag of chips because these are good. They're really fucking good. Um. So yeah, we got okay. So kids, we got anywhere from I'm probably up to sixteen or no up to eighteen. So then I'm an adult. Can you hear it? I can hear a little bit. Yeah. Okay. It's okay. I'm not gonna do it anymore. So up to eighteen considered kids. You know, whatever. So we got runaways, lost, uh, catastrophe, stranger abduction, parental slash family abduction, mm-hmm. suspicious circumstances, yeah, and unknown circumstances. Okay. Now, the total for 2018 for kids mm-hmm. on the male aspect is 36,000. Jesus fucking Christ. 244 last year. What the fuck? And okay. the female abduction for girls under 18 was 44,000. Oh my god. 226. And That's that is a lot of fucking people for one year. Yes, that is over. So that's 80 yeah, mm-hmm. 80,000. Mhm. Basically, 80,000, almost 100,000 kids in California went missing. Now, majority of those kids. Parental or family. Were runaways. Runaways. Missing child who has left home without the knowledge or permission of the parent or guardian. Mm-hmm. Now, what we would think, mm-hmm. suspicious circumstances maybe. Yeah. Only 269. Hmm. The most out of all these categories, besides the runaways, because the runaways ones, so how many male and female kids that have run away? 76,000 have left their home and ran away without their parents knowing where they were. Parental slash family abduction. The creepy uncle you sat next to yeah. probably during Thanksgiving. And you were like, stop talking, dude. Mm-hmm. You're fucking, fucking weird. Get man. out of here. Pervert. 1,470. No, 38. See, I thought that number would be higher because right. they say a lot of Amber Alerts are because of a familial or person who knows them. The one that was the most, uh-huh. besides all that, uh-huh. was Unknown circumstances. Ooh, that's fucked up. Which was any child who disappeared under circumstances unknown. They just disappeared. Missing persons case. That was 1,562. So a little bit more. So sad. So, yeah. So 1,500 of kids disappeared in California last year. Hmm. Of unknowns. Like just missing. circumstances. Haven't been recovered. Nobody knows what the fuck. They just vanished to the thin air. That's right. Taken. Um, but yeah, runaways. And that's kind of that's like. That's a high number you know, for runaways. Yeah, it was the same when we were talking about the mental health thing. I and think even kids. Drugs and. Drugs and, you know, their parents are bringing you down, you know, that kind of shit. You're like, I'm eight, I'm 16, and you should shut the fuck up, mom. You know, mm-hmm. that kind of fucking dumb shit. But mm-hmm. it happens. It does happen. That's, that's the life. Yeah, I don't. Um, that's really sad. I Did you ever run away from home? I didn't have to. I yeah. never had to. Never had to. I was allowed to go anywhere I wanted to. Yeah. I was allowed to do anything, go anywhere. That's good. I, no, it's not good. That's no, not good. It's. <laughs> as, I as soon as I said it, I'm like, no, really. 
not always supervised in a way as a child that you probably should be supervised. Mm. I always just had it in my heart and I think my mind to just make sure I always knew what was going on and where I was Mm -hmm. and how I could get home, Mm -hmm. even as a kid. Mm -hmm. And I would, I mean, when when you're like, oh, going down the street as an adult is nothing, you know, two miles down the street. Right. As an eight-year-old, two miles down the street is fucking far. Yeah. You know, my friend's house was like, I had a bunch of friends and I'd walk, ride my bike, whatever, fucking forever down there, you Mm -hmm. know? Yeah. And then, you know, it was back in the 80s where there's no phones, no cell phone. You know, you get a call. Hey, mom, just checking in. I'm going to be home in probably about a half hour. Okay. Sometimes my mom wouldn't be home. So nobody would be home. I would just leave, come back. Nobody Did you be. get in a lot of trouble then? No. Feel? No. I was a good kid. Well, I was that's, not. That's lucky. I don't even. It's, it's, I feel like that's the wrong word to use. Lucky is the wrong word to use? Yeah. I would say, like I said, it's just in my. Do you think it's lucky for your parents, though? That you happen to be a good kid? No. I mm. think it's just they're lucky as parents to have me as a kid. Yeah. Uh, not necessarily like the two people that had me, I turned out to be probably their best traits. Yeah, the best part of both of them. The best part of both of them. Yeah. And the worst parts, but... Mostly the good parts, you know. Mm-hmm. My dad has a great leveled head, super smart guy. Didn't need to study, just fucking new shit. Mm-hmm. As you got, you know. Mm-hmm. My mom was uh, very good at being a, a part of uh, just knowing shit streetwise and just being fucking like this, like instinct person who just like, you know, was like, I don't know. She's just like a badass lady. Mm-hmm. Like she just was whatever. Mm-hmm. But for me, I, f- I feel like, w- would you let your eight-year-old kid walk two miles to their friend's house or ride their bike mm. in a pretty shitty neighborhood? Well, no. I mean, the thing that's interesting about this is like the whole generation of latchkey kids. 80s. 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 Yeah, the 80s, 80s and 90s. The 80s. 80s mostly. 80s mostly. 70s and 80s. Because I was born in 87, so I grew up in the 90s. But I will say this, though. Yeah. My parents also let me take my dog, walk it down to my neighbor's house that was three blocks away, and then we went to a park that was five blocks from there Mm -hmm. to let the dogs run in the field outside. Yeah. You know? Like, there was a a guy that lived there that used to shoot his gun into the air because he was mad about the noise that people were making in the park. Yeah. and I wasn't from a bad neighborhood. That sounds bad, but, no, but technically, I mean, no, it wasn't a bad neighborhood. But the point is, when you when you grow up in the eighties or the nineties, like that's how the kids, that's how they were raised. Now right. there's a level of it that people call now helicopter parenting, right? Where right. they're like hovering over their kids, hovering over <laughs> like you can't even walk two blocks to go to your friend's house. Yeah. Well, in a bad neighborhood, I get that, but also in good neighborhoods. Where people are fucking rich as fuck and they still don't want their kids to walk two blocks. And that's. You know what would be a great to test right now, if mm-hmm. we could get it, is the statistic mm-hmm. of kids that went missing in 86 as opposed to right now. I know that'd and, be so. Cool. Or no, wait, two, 88. We'll say 88. 88 since 88. we're going. So what, a 30 year gap? Sure, yeah. I think. Yeah, that's 30 years. Yeah, that would be a, yeah. a good report mm-hmm. to see 
and to see what um because because parenting is never better right it doesn't matter right it, no you're still doing the same thing you had a kid and 80, you're parenting 80, 80 000 kids in california still went missing mm-hmm. and you can be a helicopter parent it didn't matter Eighty thousand kids still went missing yeah they're now there are a lot of people that no nah, i'm not gonna say that sense i yeah it's interesting i think that there was so latchkey parenting and latchkey kids existed mm-hmm. in the 80s and 90s and there was this there was a podcast i was listening to about the reason why that that was so prevalent and then it stopped was because you had your nightly news and it was your local news uh-huh and then all of a sudden cable news became a thing right. and that was in the 90s late 90s mid to late i think cable news cnn oh, whatever yeah, yeah. and you're like all of a sudden your parents now and people who have children can see what's happening all over the, the fucking country. The country, except for just your area, right? Not yeah. your local news, your fucking... Fucking everywhere. Right. So, when you see that kind of news and you see, like, five kids were fucking kidnapped over the entire country for the past two months, you're like, it's prevalent. Yep. It's super prevalent. I'm scared. And that's why. Yes. And that that really opened my mind to the reason why there was these latchkey children... Like, to be honest, my parents let me do that. And you know what, though? I'm grateful I had that childhood. I'm me grateful I got too. to be responsible for myself. Me too. That I got to leave the house. I had a curfew in high school because my dad didn't want me to have sex with kids and boys. Well, well, yeah. But that's different than being a kid who takes her dog out for a walk to go meet your friend who's also walking her dog. Right. And it's three blocks away. Yeah. That's a different... Especially at whatever age, right? Younger yeah. Younger you are, whatever. I was like 10. Yeah. And my parents were like, go ahead. Like... Go enjoy. And I'm grateful for that. We used to play in this school parking lot that was two blocks away. My sister and I would go play there and they would just, my parents wouldn't be anywhere near us. Yeah. That's so unheard of now. Oh, I know. And yeah. I'm grateful for that childhood. I because, am thankful. Yeah. Because you really do get to experience childhood differently than I think anybody would to, would do and mm-hmm. would experience in um, like 2019, 2020. I like, agree. And I, I agree. Well, I, we also have different technology too, and we have a lot of different things that. Yeah. I don't know. Well, yeah, we do, but I guess it's still, it's still. Uh, how do you, what do you say? It's still meaningful. Well, it's still. There's still a lot of gadgets and bullshit out there. Like even mm-hmm. I think even when we were like I mean when I was younger for sure there was dumb bullshit of technology we get nintendo what did you have like a eight track tape recorder or something no i had a regular tape tape deck i was just record players i was just joking because <laughs> you're old. not that old not that old <laughs> no i didn't have an eight track although you, th- you know no. but you think about this though like parents like technology what have you like if you gave your kid a fucking iphone you can find their location at any minute absolutely okay so what is it that you're worried about i would actually rather get him an iWatch. Because it's strapped to his ass. Strapped to his ass. Instead yeah. of the phone, you could just drop off. Yeah. The watch, you got to rip off of him. So it's not going to be ripped off so easily right off the bat. Right. You're, you're not going to recognize it. You're like, yeah. oh, this kid's got an eye watch. Boom. Targeted right there. I'm going to find your ass, motherfucker. Yeah. But yes. Yeah, that I mean, I would feel more comfortable with that. Kind mm-hmm. of monitoring your kid mm-hmm. on that kind of level, you know. Uh, but yeah. Imagine what it would be like. So I don't ever want to be a parent. But imagine what it would be like to be a parent who gets to let their kid go play at the park and not have to fucking go and watch them. So you get to have your own fucking life, which parents should be able to have their own lives in some capacity. Should definitely. That still would... I always... I'm like, 
Okay, so I definitely am thankful for the childhood that I had. Mm -hmm. I have no complaints. I mean, I've been through a lot of random bullshit, Mm -hmm. a lot of shit that probably most kids should never go through. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not necessarily that it was bad or it was good. Mm -hmm. It was just kind of like there was a lot of bad things and there was a lot of good things. Mm -hmm. Just the way it is. Mm -hmm. Um, But for for that, I would say... um, Lost my train of thought. Mm-hmm. Depending on depending on what we were, uh, what were we talking about? The- we were talking about how like how would it, it's good that that a parent would get to have their own life as well. Oh right. So like, so even so you even though you said you didn't want to be a parent, mm-hmm. but put yourself in that shoes of just for a half hour, mm-hmm. like just a half hour. Mm-hmm. Would you be able to not think about your kid if they were at the park? No, never. Down, like, even never. two blocks down. Right. Would you be like, this kid better be fucking all right. Yeah. I'm going to sit here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dwell on it. Uh-huh. Right? I'm going to be like, mm-hmm. let me just go to the park and fucking be there. And, like, mm-hmm. I can be, I can monitor. But you, mm-hmm. you like, you sort of have to, like, let that go. Right? No, you're right. I, it's hard. It is hard. So I can't fathom, I'm thankful for my childhood, but I can't think of, like, what the fuck were you thinking? Mm-hmm. Like, what was my parents thinking of mm-hmm. me just being gone for seven hours? Yeah, that's crazy. Five hours. That's crazy. So I didn't. How was get- your day? I don't know. That's crazy. I was I was somewhere on the train tracks throwing rocks at a building and I. Yeah. Arr. No, you that's know? nuts. So that's a little different than how I'm taking one. These headphones are kind of like. Is Hurt, it okay? Uh, are is they okay? hurting your ears? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, is it, it okay if I well, do? We're that? almost done anyway, so. Oh, we are. Okay. Yeah, we'll finish up our final thought, Jerry Springer. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So here's my here's my thought yeah. was that you know who Jacob Wetterling was? No. So Jacob Wetterling was a kid that went missing in Minnesota. Okay. And um, number one, it's something that I know about well because um, it happened in Minnesota, but also Jacob Wetterling. <clears throat> whatever year that was, and uh, I'm sorry, it happened in the 90s. I know that for sure. He went missing. It wasn't w- the un- it wasn't the unsolved mystery guy, was it? No, no, that's it, a different story. Because yeah, I, he I was know a little kid. He was okay. a little kid who was delivering papers with his okay. dog. Okay. And he had a red flyer wagon. He had all his papers, and I mean, imagine the most right quaint 1950s right. image in the in the 90s. Radio flyer, fucking wagon. Exactly, delivering papers, and a man just came and took him. The dog and the wagon were left. And what happened was, well, a huge investigation. Yeah. But it became national news because all of a sudden pedophilia became on the mind of everyone. It was never something that people talked about, knew about, or understood Mm -hmm. until this kid went missing. Now he died. They found his body. Um, But... Many, many, many years later, they found his body. When I was an adult, in my late 20s, his body oh, wow. was found. So in the 90s, he went missing. And then they, not till like 20 years later. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yep. So the point, the point of that is, is that the more knowledge you have and the more knowledge parents had and pedophilia is now a thing that is on people's mind, as it right well should be. It should be. Yeah, absolutely. Um. But no one thought about that before. Absolutely, yeah, for sure. No one fucking thought about an adult person wanting to have sex with a child. That wasn't something that entered people's consciousness, much less like religious people 
in a small town in Minnesota. Right, you didn't think that just, was a thing. You didn't think that was a thing, and... Which is sad, because actually it's been, always been a thing. It's always been a fucking thing. Which is crazy. Always, always, always. <laughs> yeah. And, but you're from a small town in Minnesota, because it was a small town in Minnesota, yeah. out west, yeah. like, not very, um, not too many people live there, and... You know, it was that. It was the cable news and then Jacob Wetter. Those two stories combining because Broke. Yeah. that fucking opened the fucking... The floodgates. Ga- the floodgates yeah. Yeah. For, for people, people to be like... like eye openers. Eye openers. And again, as it well should be, now I get to sit here and say, I'm thankful for the childhood I had that did not... End badly. End badly. <laughs> yes. And I got to leave my house and like explore with my friends and just like fuck around. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, that's not true for everybody. It's just not. Exactly. And I do think that uh, I had a great fucking childhood. I love my parents. They did an awesome job, if I do say so myself. Mm-hmm. And I don't worry. You know, I don't really. I don't know. I think they weren't They weren't worried because they trusted me. But if I was a parent, and this is one of the reasons I don't want to be a parent, as a matter of fact, is because I'm too anxious of a person. I know that I would look at a situation and look at my kid and be like, these are all the bad things that can happen to them. And that's one of the reasons I don't want to be a parent. Because I would be too fucking worried. I'd be too fucking anxious. I wouldn't let them live their lives as freely as they could because I'd worry constantly. And it's just something I don't want to do. Um, so, yeah. So, I'll give you a statistic yes. right now. Yes. 20 years ago, 1998. Uh-huh. This is a... Uh, it doesn't list female and male. It just lists total number of children abducted. Okay. In 1998, mm-hmm. in California. Yeah. What is Hold on. <laughs> it was 108,832 <laughs> kids went missing. That's a lot In 1998. More. Holy shit. And it, it gets, as the years go back, in 1996, there's 115 Oh my god. So there was a lot. So well, yeah. I would say in the eighties it was probably, probably a good hundred and fifty thousand kids I'm sure you're right. went missing. Well I that's mean, a lot of fucking I mean, kids you look go at, missing. You look at parental parental habits mm-hmm. in the eighties and yeah. the nineties were totally different. Like you and I just talked about. Our parents right. were like, Your parents you being gone for seven hours and no one giving shit is not my childhood. I could be gone for an hour. I had to wear a watch and I had to come home at an hour mark. So it's a little different, but I still got to leave the house and play at a park by myself with my sister right, right. or so a friend. Still similar. Still similar. Mine was like, mine was like a whole day. There was like, yeah, come back when the street lights are on. Come back when it's lunchtime. Mm. You know, it's like, it's and that's lunch. symptomatic. That's the eighties, like it's, that. It's like, yeah, yeah, come back when the and and I think what kept me in a good mindset, mm-hmm. and I think TV saved my life because mm-hmm. I was obsessed with the Saves TV all guide. Of our lives. I think I was obsessed with the TV guy. Oh. <laughs> so I would, you know, I would, I would uh, map the movies and stuff that I was going to watch in the morning, afternoon, and so nighttime. So cute, Joe. So I'd be like, okay. I picture you with the little TV guide and oh, a pencil. I had it. Like, oh, I did. I had I marked it. That's so cute. And I'd be like, did I see that one yet? And I had HBO because we, yeah. we had a cheater box that would like oh, steal the nice. cable from somebody else. Smart. <laughs> so yeah, we did that and I would mark. And so at eight o'clock was like, the prime time uh, movie that was going to come on that I'd never seen before mm-hmm. on HBO, right? It was the new one, the new release, like if Predator came on, right? In 88, so you'd be cute. like, mm-hmm. yes. So you've always been super into movies. I've always been in the movies, yeah. yeah. From a little kid, I would just be like, 
This show is on. I got to watch this show. So movies saved your life. Movies and TV, I think, saved my life from me wanting to be home because I had to, like, my friend would be like, oh, I want to stay and hang out. I'm like, what time is it? I'm like, I got to go. This uh, Airborne is on. Or what is it? Big Trouble in Little China. Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah, it was my favorite movie. I know. I see the poster right here. Yeah. That movie saved my life for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's such a good story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that, yeah, I think that was a good thing. So. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess we're done. Okay. We, we've, uh, we didn't really get to talk about too much true crime of like. We will next time. And you know what? I'll come prepared next time with stories. It doesn't matter. We, I, this show is great just mm-hmm. to have good conversation. That's true. You know, and I think people love it for the authentic, mm-hmm. uh, aspect of it. Of yeah. that. That just like, we didn't have to fabricate anything. It was just like very natural. It was. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, we didn't get into shows or, you know, what we're watching, but, mm-hmm. um, next time, next time, next time. Um, but just let you know that we're all into criminals, basically. We fucking love true crimes. True we crime, love, basically. we love true crime. We don't love the criminals. No, no. But we're, we love we're, true we're just crime. in balls deep in true crime. And like every time, it's did you like, hear about that girl in Chicago, by the way? Okay. We're about to end this, but this is the yeah, last yeah. thing I'll okay. talk about. Yeah. Yeah. This girl in Chicago, um, I, I personally have not, I've been, been to Chicago twice, um, but I have not been on the train system, so I'm not sure which train this is or whatever, but whatever. No she I've gets been there off, twice too, but no. She gets off a train, she starts walking, and this man starts catcalling her. This just happened two, just week, two, two okay. weeks ago or whatever. Sure. Okay. This man starts catcalling her and she ignores him. Because by the way, as a woman, you only have so many options when somebody catcalls you. Yep. You can A, turn around and start screaming at him, B, ignore him. Just keep going. I mean, those are really your two fucking options. Your two options, yeah. So she ignored him, mm-hmm. and he followed her. He followed her into the parking garage. There's video footage of him putting her in a chokehold and her going unconscious because her oh. knees give out. Right, right. He puts her in the back seat. He goes in there. A half an hour later, he walks out, and her family found her with the Find My iPhone, and she was oh. dead. Ugh. Oh. And he was a parolee. He had... Um, he had committed armed robbery and he had a six year sentence got off in two and he was a parolee and like would yeah, report yeah, uh-huh. to a pro officer or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that, that's the most recent true crime thing that I know of. And I feel really badly for that girl because she's a college student. She <sighs> fucking walking mind her own goddamn fucking business. Fucking bullshit. This guy fucking cat calls her and his defense attorney. Now look, defending a criminal. It's hard. It's fucking hard. And I'm not. People were really mad at him for saying this, but it's like... You gotta do it. What the fuck? Like, I, I mean, what do you say? Yeah. He goes... The defense attorney, though, said something along the lines of... um, He was really angry that he was ignored. And it's like, well, that is not an excuse or a reason or any justification for what happened. Nope. But I get... Nothing. I'm gonna tell you this right now. Ladies... Yeah. So I tell my wife this all the time. Mm-hmm. You make sure your fucking taser is charged. Mm-hmm. You have a knife on you or some kind of weapon. Mm-hmm. And the moment a random thing like that happens, you get it ready. Yeah. And because by the way. this shit, you'll never fucking know. And by the way, I am a fan of. Now, look, I don't carry anything with me. I should. My dad, if he was listening to this podcast, would be fucking furious with you're me. Fucking bad. I make Laura always do it. I'm like, you never fucking know. Because my Especially dad. in the holiday season. Yeah, people are shopping all the... T- yes. And they're abducting. Minnesota Very- was a big one, actually. This yeah. kid, this guy did a whole video that they tried to abduct his wife and child at at some point. Oh, fuck. Just by shopping in Target. Yeah. 
No, it's cr- it's fucking crazy. And I think that that um holiday the shopping, going to shopping malls. Um, by the way, I shop online. I, part of the reason is I yeah. hate people, but the other part right. of the reason, yeah, during the holidays, it's fucking terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I don't carry anything. But my dad bought me mace once, and he's like, "You should carry this with you." And here's the thing about tasers and mace: fucking shoot them, like do them, do them, do it, spray them, tase them, do it. Even if even if you're in doubt, if a man walks up to you in a parking garage, do, buy. Like I don't care if you're asking for directions care. or there's a genuine reason. I have the right to protect myself. It, with fear, I do not feel that way about guns at all. Zero percent. There's zero actually, fucking percent. There's but actually a taser or a. There's actually mace. so there's good ones too because loud noises scare the fuck out of people. Yes. A foghorn, if you have one of those. Oh sure. That works. A really awesome. loud whistle. Real loud whistle. The taser. If even if you just mm. don't taser him and you just make the sound, mm-hmm. those motherfuckers jump jump real and run. high. Oh yeah. Real fast. So have something on you. Have it equipped. Mm-hmm. You know, even if you're gonna get arrested or. or Something later, who gives a fuck? Who gives a fuck? Who gives a fuck? Protect fuck yourself. Them. Be be in doubt always. Yeah. There should never be a man approaching you no, in any never. scenario at all. Never. Because guess what? You're a man. You would never approach a woman that was by herself somewhere. I would because never you know a woman. You would know it, it would freak her out because you're never, not dumb. Yeah. No. Yeah. As a male, it's hard, man. Males get a males get a bad rap, but they're also pieces of shit. You know what I'm saying? It's a fucking... They're the ones that do most harm. And that's just they, the truth. Yeah, it is the truth. Males do the most harm and they're the yeah. most fucking... Uh, whatever. The, the 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 animal... The most dangerous animal of all. Well, man, yeah. As a they're, male human. Usually a man will be stronger than most women. Yeah. Which, by the way, is another reason to lift weights. It is. <laughs> is to be strong and be able yeah. to... But even be then... Be strong, be aware. Yes, be strong, be aware. Carry, carry something, mm-hmm. uh, especially for the holiday season, like you said, like a taser, mm-hmm. even a horn, a whistle, mm-hmm. anything that will attack, not attack, attract the attention of somebody else, somebody else. as something mm-hmm. is happening. Mm-hmm. Even if you feel the slightest like tingle in your neck because somebody cat called you. And like, trust your gut instinct. Yeah. Trust your gut instinct. Yes, absolutely. Now, and by the way, we're saying all these things while also completely acknowledging and saying as well that no victim shaming at all. You could do everything right and still be a victim. Yeah. That's there's n- and by the way, there's no right or wrong. You're just living your fucking life and you're a victim. Yeah. And that sucks. girl who died in Chicago, it's fucking needless. Yeah. It and sucks. it's terrible. It is. It's a sad. And like I said, for that piece of shit, like fuck him, man. Fuck that fucking piece of shit. Ugh. I saw his picture too. They posted the picture on the on the article or whatever. And I swear to God, you can feel hate. You can feel hate and like evil through a picture. Like you can yeah. see it and feel it. And that man, like you could, t- you could tell. It was just a fucking. Piece you could of fucking shit. tell it was a piece of fucking mm. shit. Yeah. Mm. So on that note, women be safe. Yes. Be on that safe. note, my ladies, <laughs> my be ladies, safe. My ladies, all my ladies. I would never cat call you ever. Would, if I was single, I would just try to get your number and be like, okay. But that he was would, only no. He would only, introduce himself like a polite man. He'd yes. be like, "My name is Joe. What's your name?" I, yeah. yeah, which I've always done if I was single. Very respectful, and only yes. in a place where it's appropriate. Of course. Why would you go anywhere else? Or why would, nobody don't catcall fucking people like fucking when they're picking up their dry cleaning uh, and they're fucking getting Christ. home from the gym. That bothers me a lot. Like people who are coming home from the gym, women who are coming just, home from the just gym. Anything. I mean, oh if God. you're coming home from anywhere, like just when you, I, it happens to. All of you guys, as like women of just being like, even when you're not feeling good and you're just like in shitty clothing, mm-hmm. men are just like, I fucked the shit out of that girl. Mm-hmm. And you're like, why are you talking? Why are you talking? Why are you, even- why are you blessed with yeah. a life? Why Get out of here. Speak fucking words, my yeah. friend. Why? 
Get the fuck out of my oh. face. Yeah. Get get the fuck out of here. Yeah. 100%. I agree. All right. So, ladies, be safe. Mm-hmm. Especially during the holiday season. Make sure your kids are safe. Mm-hmm. Families be safe. Uh, it's it's the season where abduction happens for sure. And it's yes, definitely. Uh, definitely a more rising statistic during those times of being abducted because it's darker out. You're walking by yourself to the car. True, true. Uh, this guy posted a whole video on Facebook about it. It was in Minnesota. That's why I was like, oh, that's so weird. No, you should send that to me. I want yeah. to see it. Yeah. Uh, I'll try to find it. If okay, I can. cool. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I'll see you guys later. Bye, everybody. Bye. All right. That's it for this week's podcast. Check out a few deep.com for updates and uh, subs- subscriptions and whatnot. And you can go and click and donate to the beer fund or you could order some shirts or whatever. Uh, the old shirts and stuff. Um, I want to thank Megan for coming on and hanging out and talking with me. She was uh, super fun to talk to always, so thanks, Megan. And also thank to the Rosen Crown Palo Alto, uh, El Arsenal in San Carlos, Jane's Beer Store in Mountain View, and the Willow Market in Menlo Park. All great places to get great beer and maybe meet some cool people. You never know. You never know. And definitely good for the holiday season to get your drink on for sure so if you're looking for good beer to hang out maybe get maybe get jolly or get in the spirit you know or not even just get in the spirit maybe just be around some people who are sort of trying to be jolly uh yeah come all around until then i'll talk to you guys next week late (laughs) 